This is Doc Gallows and the Machine Gun Carl Anderson, and you're listening to Turnbuckle Throwbacks with Phil, Jay, and that pain in the ass choppy, and that's just, just too sweet ski. What this network needs, this network gets. I promise you that. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the main event of the evening. Broadcasting live, live from Shaolin, Staten Island, New York City. Freak Show Central. Where's that? New York City. It's the Turnbuckle Throwbacks Wrestling Podcast with Phil, Jay, and that pain in the ass, Choppy. On Rant EM Radio. Proud member of the Shining Wizards Network and Dark Satellite Media. Vapors, right? You got the vapors, yeah. Episode four ten of the Turnbuckle Throwbacks Wrestling Podcast. Yeah, live. We're we'll, we'll live to tape, right, Jay? We are live to tape today. Rantamradio.com, Rant and Team Media, part of the Shining Wizards Network, part of Dog Satellite Media. I am Phil, and I am Jay. And it's Father's Day week. Well, it will be Father's Day weekend when you hear this. When you're hearing this, so uh, taking a taking a hiatus for the weekend. I'll be in uh, New England. I'm sorry to hear that. Are you sorry? <laughs> no, actually, every time I've gone to New England, it's been amazing. The food there is great. The people are good. You know, just the accent is just god awful sometimes. Well, I'm not going that far up. <laughs> I'll be in Connecticut. I'll, 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 when I pass Titan Towers, I'll give us, I'll give a wave. Yeah, to give, uh, it, give to it the old one finger salute. Right, exactly. <laughs> um. Anyway, so yeah, so I'm, I'm taking a yeah. This is. I mean, for the, for the summer, I'm gonna I'm Jay and I are gonna be taking a couple of weekends off, and um, just because the world is opening up again and our lives have changed a little bit, Jay and I, mm-hmm. socially, so we have to you know adapt to our new surroundings. And uh, let's be honest, you know, it's once in a while. We're doing this nine years, and we do it every week. Take a breather. Not we're not gonna stop giving you content though. No. We're gonna like tonight. We're gonna you know. It's gonna force us to uh, get creative. Very in a, in a sense. And this is what I. This is another 
uh, another part of the branding that is Turnbuckle Throwbacks. I, that's what I wanted from the get-go. I wanted to do stuff like this so we can expand and give you guys the best content that we can give. And we're working harder anyway because some of our content was taken from us from you know from when they switched over to the cock. Yeah, the goddamn and, cock. Cock. So then apparently they're not going to be up to snub until like August, from what I'm hearing. Well, and and, and like I said, I mean, especially with tonight's throwback, I, you know, you know, at first I was upset, but now I'm I'm really kind of interested about folding back this onion a little bit because this is interesting stuff. It's interesting because, um, well, we'll talk about it when we get to the throwback. But I mean, it's yeah. in, it, 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 without giving it giving it up right away, it's interesting because the the parties involved have you know do stuff in the states differently, and on top of that, this was not there was no internet, there was no uh, dirt sheets at this point. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't think you, I don't think the observer didn't come out. For another couple of years, I think it was. A, is that another year? Could be another year. I think it was eighty four. Without looking it up, yeah, Meltzer. Uh, as we do the, pre- we're watching the pre show for uh, NXT Takeover in your house, in your house with yeah. Sammy Brand Muffins. Who's this? Who's the dude with him? Do we know? Uh no, not offhand. Okay. I, is that the guy? That's not the new Raw announcer, right? It might be. I'm not sure, but that's 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 definitely Sammy Brand Muffins. Yeah, I tell you, he, he just. I mean, he looks better without the curly hair, Sam Roberts. And I actually, I'm a, I'm a fan of Sam Roberts. I think he's actually kind of interesting. You mean this Sam Roberts, Jay? Yeah, this. This is the last professional broadcaster, Sam Roberts, and you're listening <laughs> to Turnbuckle Throwbacks with Phil Rea and Choppy on Rant EM Radio. That's yeah. right. That's, that, right. That, that, that's, that, Sam that, that's Sam Roberts. Primetime Sam Roberts. Sammy Brand Muffins, as Jim Norton calls him. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, Jay, you were saying? Uh... But uh, I, yeah, I think I think the Observer started in '84. I'm okay, not so this is before the dirt sheets, and uh, Jay actually kind of like gave me the like the uh, the kick in the ass when it comes to stuff overseas. That you know, I have I have all this footage at my disposal um, that we're not tapping into. So, oh, wait a minute, excuse me, this just in fact check false. That is uh, since 1983. So dirt sheets were out at that point, or mm-hmm. just Meltzer was anyway. Meltzer, at, at the very least. Did Meltzer cover the event, or do we know we don't know, right? Since it just says 1983 Wrestling Observer. I'm, okay. trying to, I'm looking really quick. He didn't cover the event. Everything I looked online, I didn't. You no, know you see. have a computer there instead of using your phone. I know. Oh, okay. Just yeah. <laughs> All right, baby steps. Again. Working, working. Baby in tech, steps. Tech ba- baby here. steps. Baby steps. Shiny baby steps. light in front of me. Baby steps. Um, baby steps. No, everywhere I looked online, I didn't see Meltzer commenting about it. At least, you know, you know, live. You know, as it were, as as a, because you know, pulling the the breaking the fourth walls we like to do here. You know, I look to a lot of stuff. I don't. I used to be uh, a reader of the Observer. Um. I used to get it secondhand, which is I've never pirating. S- I've ne- the only time I ever read it was yeah, if someone sent me like one of my one of my tape trading guys would give, photocopy yeah. one for me. He uh, shout out to actually I just ran into him recently too. To shout out to this, uh, my buddy Chris Stylin. he uh, awesome guy, and he used to bring it in every Friday. I think it was Friday. He used to bring it in for me, and it was like four pages, you know. Yeah, and it was it was it was actually pretty wild and. Even the story of Meltzer, I mean, uh, whatever side of the uh, aisle that you fall on, you know, like what he does or doesn't like what he does, the the idea of he was doing what APTA was doing, but for fans that really wanted to know more, 
you know, Apta did everything great to talk about them in character and and all this stuff and and Apta is what Pro Wrestling Illustrated. Yes. So everything that he did was good, but Meltzer, I I actually, you know. If if you're in the business, you 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 don't like Meltzer because you know he's never s- spent a second booking and wrestling and all this stuff. But yet you, you have to admit he he absolutely has his finger on the pulse, and what he says does carry weight, whether guys want to admit it or not. So, you know, when when we do stuff here, one of the first things I look up is as I try to find something that Meltzer's you know what he's investigated about and what he's what he reported on. And you know you do your own research after that. If it if it's if it's true, great. If it's not, then you know, you know, journalists are like weathermen; they're allowed to be wrong sometimes. Yeah, of course. And you know, to be honest, it's uh, I don't know. It's uh, for me anyway. As I got older, I got more bitter. Not I'm not, and everybody hates on Meltzer. I don't want to hate on Meltzer because no. because it's not really his fault per se. I mean, it's it, it it happened, and I think he's gotten to the point where he he's established himself as a as a you know as a guy that you know that that put, had his hand on a pulse, yeah, and did something that you know. Well, he and 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 this is just. You know my my take on it. He's somebody that kind of got thrusted into where he's at. Like, yeah, he was he was the guy that started it out of his basement, what have you, and you know did become a a you know a leader in that sense right. of dishing the dirt and all the stuff that you want to to know about your famous <coughs> excuse me wrestlers and you know contract and who they're talking to you know so he did know that but he he there was nobody else in the field so he became the leading guy in that and you know and he got some stuff wrong and whatever the case may be after that but you know i think he does i agree i think he kind of gets a little bit of a bad rap sometimes yeah sometimes that's fair that's fair and i I don't want to but this is um you know it for me as a kid you know, and I'm a couple years older than you are. Um, I didn't get any of that stuff. So, I mean, all my stuff was either through the magazines, yeah. or there was a newspaper. Uh, there was a newspaper uh, writer called the Spoil. The, the what is it called? The Spoiler. I think his name. Well, I forgot. The was, Spoiler sounds familiar. He wore, he wore a mask. Or in it was the Daily News. The, the Daily, Daily News. News. It was on. Fr- it was. Uh, it was Friday night. It was Fridays or Sunday. Was it this? Uh, was it the Spoiler? It was some, the Slammer. The Slammer. The Slammer. So he would start posting shit, and then all of a sudden that turned into nine hundred numbers, and then that turned into other things, and then of course by the time nineteen ninety, I want to say five or four, maybe they had these um these uh what do you call those um forums those uh, yeah which are still alive today like they it's it's RSPW yeah all this other shit Gerwick and all the other ones but. That we could do. That's another. That's another podcast. We yeah. Did the history of dirt sheets. Um, well, like you said, it's essentially just a a written form of more or less, you know, what we do, and you know, hundreds of other shows where you 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 hear something and then tear it apart and try to analyze it as is. You know, it's just you know, and, and to me, especially in the eighties, that's what makes to me. That's what I love about going back and really kind of. 
opening it up a little bit is just like you you put yourself and I said this about the collision in Korea thing where you put yourself in that time frame like it's a it's a it's a fascinating thing and to look up you know the schedule that these guys had and 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 you know we're we're talking about 1983 for the throwback like you know it's it's an insane schedule like I mean the G1 in and of itself these years are just a crazy backbreaking right schedule. The, I mean the, the tours the reason why the guy Jin got paid so much is because they tore when they tore they were there for a couple of weeks it was like you know yeah and they they got compensated for it because you have you know you go and fucking you know yeah well. T- this this thousand miles away. You know? This tour that we're gonna cover is is over a month long. It's, yeah, and that's yeah. Well, G one is a month long yeah. still. To this, this is the precursor. We'll get into that. Um, it's it's Hammer's birthday today too, and I think I, I mean I know I mentioned on the show. I mentioned on the show on uh, last show, last previous show, but um, yeah, Michael is fourteen today, and it's uh, he's one of the, my main inspirations for the show, and I'm glad that he's uh, a part of it, and I'm glad that he's still in my life. And I'm glad that I was able to get him his his Lucha Brothers for birth, his birthday. <laughs> and I said, "You want me to get you?" Like, he 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 wanted the 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 the, the, the both figures, the tag team together. I was like, "You want the cases for him?" He's like, "No, nah, I'm gonna open them." <laughs> I'm like, "I'm paying all this money you to open them." Yeah. And he's I, I figured he's 14. Well, he so wants to play with him. Why not? To, well, he wants to display, display him. him. I was just gonna yeah, say, yeah, he wants to display him. So, um, yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna have some fun tonight and. Uh, while we're away, and still give you guys some good content because this is something that we I've been wanting to do for a long time. Um, but it's on New Japan World. It's uh, Jay found it on Daily Motion. It was on on YouTube. Yeah, that's where I found it. But I forgot, and Jay was like, "You know, it should be on you. You know, it should be on New Japan World." And I'm like, "You know what? I've never even gone that far back. Yeah, I've gone as far as the '90s because, like I said, I I was I'm I I didn't get I didn't start getting back into Japan until like 2013. I was just gonna say I, that I was, was gonna lead me into a great question. When did you discover? I discovered Japan in ninety ninety one. My buddy Dave Strobel, shout out to Dave. Dave was a tape. Dave uh, was getting tapes like me, and he got all the old Japan shit like Vader and, yeah. and Hansen and. Brody and and but the nineties was it was Masawa, Kobashi, you know, all, my favorite Kobashi. Um and Kawada, mm-hmm. the four pillars, you know, it's um and then of course it's great Muda. And we knew about Muda Chono. Was, Chono, yeah, Chono, uh uh Kensuke Sasaki, yeah. uh Jumbo 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 Saruto, yeah, Hashimoto Shinya Hashimoto, yeah, like all these guys. And I just you know, there's Kings Road and Strong Style, and it was it was nothing like. And then, of course, like he got some of the older shit with Tiger Mask and Dynamite Kid, uh-huh. and I was like, oh my god, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. At that point, Tiger Mask and Dynamite Kid was the greatest match I've ever seen in my life. At that point, until I discovered more wrestling, of course. Yeah, you know, like like the technical wrestling. That was like there was no flash, there was no pyrotechnics, there was no gimmicks, there was no. I mean, everybody had a, people had characters, but it was they they based on these characters. Yeah, like Tiger Mask is like four or five masks long now. You know. Yeah. Like Masao was was, was Tiger Mask. Tiger, I think he was Tiger the second one too. Yeah, but it's like you know these guys are like, and then then you had all these guy Jin and masks. You had Peg, uh, Benoit was Wild Pegasus. Yeah, Black Cat. Black Eddie Cat Guerrero. was Eddie Guerrero. Owen Hart was the Blue Blazer. Like you had guys that would. You know, and I and when you read about and then 2013, we interviewed the uh, the guy Emerson. The guy Emerson, he uh, wrote the Brody book, and I was like, holy shit! And New Japan just started getting back big. Yeah, uh, you know, 
Nakamura was big and and Okada was coming up and and I was like, oh boy, this was good. And then uh, then Bullet Club formed that year, so it was like, wow, this is fantastic. And 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 I'm a faction mark. There was factions and tag teams all over the place. You had Chaos, you had Lij, you had you had you know you had um, Suzuki Goon. Yeah. And I was like, wow, this is fantastic. And then you know, and shout out to Mega Powers, Dave Powers. Dave is big was big into the into into the genre. So Dave's been there and then you know, that's how I met Rob. I met I met Rob through Dave. And Rob got in it and it was like this is fantastic, you know? But I got I discovered New Japan and Old Japan in um in like ninety, ninety one. That was my my, my bag. And yeah, I said, Vader and Stan Hansen. Stan Hansen was my favorite. To 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 me, it started with I I, I knew about it in the late nineties. <clears throat> in the sense of from from the magazines, and it was just all hearsay. I didn't know. I wasn't really a big tape trader. I didn't really know anybody. Um, but I knew about it. ECW was it was it was a big one. WCW. Right. I I knew the main stuff. You know. Um, it wasn't until I want to say the early two thousands when you can get the FMW. That was really kind of my really first, you know, interaction. I remember like, I remember eBay, you know, and now it's funny, you, you know, you're a little bit older, but like, I'm going to date myself. Like, I remember when eBay first came around. Sure. And like, I was, I found, you know, the IWA King of the Death match with 95 with, with Foley. I was, I was, it was like the greatest tape I I I I probably still I could find it somewhere in my parents' house. Yeah, but I loved. I converted my tape to a DVD. Oh, I I, I probably had the same tape you did and some, copied it from somebody. And you know, and I remember just being so happy about it. But that was really kind of where it it it, it started and stopped. And then the FMW stuff, New Japan in and of itself, I really didn't know until you know the internet age and. YouTube and you know it's funny I I kind of land on both sides of the argument with licensing stuff and YouTube and all this stuff but uh, you know at the end of the day like I I remember so many nights in you know my first apartment you know just laying up not not you know can't find anything to watch you go into YouTube hole and just watching yeah. old old clips of you know, Doc and Gordy and 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 Vader and and W and uh New Japan, you know, and Stan Hansen and Brody and Abdullah, like the the the, yeah. the, the wars with with Brody and and Abdullah in all Japan, you know, like I, God, I I freaking just I that was my introduction and and we just you know we just watched the match today and I I for some reason I really enjoy uh. Watching a match with Japanese commentary, just because of the well, we did watch the English version. Yeah, I wish which Kevin Kelly did a great. We'll, we'll talk about. Yeah, it. Yeah, we'll talk about it. But I, 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 but I remember it never really bothered me about watching it with the Japanese commentary because it added to the excitement. It added to the drama of the match to see, you know, that because you know Japanese culture very reserved, very you know very respectable, but. Even the commentators getting big into it and all this stuff. So it probably wasn't, for, for, for me, it's probably maybe give or take around the same time just when, you know, this little f faction, the Bullet Club was being formed. 
you know, I knew about Carl Anderson. I knew about, oh, his name is escaping me right now. Who was his other teammate? It was part of the Machine Guns. Uh, oh no, no, it wasn't Machine Guns. It was call. Uh, it was Giant Bernard. Yes, they yes. Were, they were uh, Bad Intentions. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. I remember seeing him over there. But it was the other. I can't think of the other muscular guy, bald head. Luke Gallows. No. no. Uh, it'll come to me. The Giant Bernard. They. This is before. Yeah. Carl Anderson joined the Bullet Club, though. But um, he. Uh, but I remember like watching stuff. With that and just just being amazed that it's funny because the tournament, you know, Anderson went to the to the finals yeah. at a couple, bunch of years ago. Oh yeah, yeah. So he had the match uh, against Nakamura. Ni- Nakamura, yes. Or Naito. talks about how yeah. Nakamura um, basically fed him for like. A I month. just read that recently. Yeah, I just read that, and that's yeah. and that's powerful stuff. And and there's something there's something cool about, and, and it was making me think of when I was doing. We was I was reading a little bit up on it. With, uh, you know, the New Japan style, we talked to Bad Luck Fale about, you know, the the dojo system. And, you know, think about it, like how, how NXT is with WWE. Like, New Japan's been doing this since the dawn of time. Oh, yeah. The idea of home homegrown stars and, and guys that you can trust and, and, and guys that you can work in your system. But... I mean, the New Japan um, dojo is just far more uh, strict, would be the right word, in the sense of you are taught respect, and it is engraved engraved into you. And even with, you know, and Carl Anderson had that great story where he, you know, he had no money to go out to eat, and it's like, you know... You know, like that, uh, fourteen dollars in his pocket, or whatever the case may be, and 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 basically, Nakamura feeding him for the next six months. You know, and like you hear those stories, and you just go, and and that's the 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 beauty of of, of why we like, you know, why we love this business is we could see it for more of guys in spandex doing flashy moves. <laughs> it's true. You know, I was I was trying to explain it to the Queen the other day, like. Where, how pro wrestling is, I hate to use the F word, but choreographed, predetermined. Um, Yes, but how everything else about the business is real. Like, yeah, you you know, you know, somebody determines if I'm going to win or lose, but you're still fighting. It's still competition in a sense. Yeah. You're still competing with the guy because like, oh. I'm going to go on first tonight. Yeah, guess what? Try to top this, assholes. You know, that type of mentality, that is that is amazing to me. And, you know, so, you know, and going back and, and reading about it, it just it's it's making me appreciate and maybe maybe yearn for more Japanese wrestling because because of this, even the match today, like we're going to go, you know, we, we keep <laughs> referencing it. Yeah, but it's the and even I. I you know, if 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 I had to pick a style, uh, New Japan or All Japan, you know, there, there's something about that All Japan, King's, King's Road, Road style, yeah. that storytelling. You know, they're long, drawn out opuses, but when it's done right, oh, there's there's probably there's there's not much better wrestling than that to me. I think this goes back to the conversation we had last week and the week before about about um. What kind of fan are you? Like, are you a, are you a 
sports entertainment fan? Just a sports entertainment fan? Are you a just a pro wrestling fan? Yeah. And can you be both? Like we, like I can, you can. Some guys and girls can't do that. That's why there's constant hate on the current product. Yeah. Right. With this, you don't have to worry about that though. This is professional wrestling. This is taken super seriously, and the system is different. The booking is different, and there's a respect for the game out there. Where it, it's never, it, it won't be compromised, even when they bring American wrestlers. As a matter of fact, I watched uh, some of Impact did a pay per view last night on the Plus, mm-hmm. and it was the main of one of the, one of the, the main event was Kenny Omega against Moose. Omega retained. Yeah. the Bucks helped him, right? But the <laughs> match I loved the most was Kojima, who's a New Japan legend right now. Yeah, and he fought Joe Doring, who's now an All Japan. Japan. Yeah. A uh, legend, and it was like that was the the match I was looking forward to because that was King's Road versus Strong Style, and it was like stiff, it was badass, and I was like, this is what I yearn for, you know. You can give me characters, you can give me a story, but if you got that bravado, man, if you got that that stiff Strong Style, if you got that that technical King's Road, if you have and guys like Great Muda um, and Saruta and, uh, you know, Kobashi, Kawada, uh, you know, Marafuji, like all these guys that, that did it, you know. Um, it, it just, it, it makes you appreciate the art. And people who are not fans of wrestling ask me, you know, how are you still into this? And I, I, and I explain to them the best way. I'm like, it's like you go into a Broadway show and you're like, or that actor, that actress, they have it. They have it. Or you go to a movie, they have it. Uh, go to a concert, they still have it. Yeah. You know? Or they don't have it, you know? Especially with musicians. We're, 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 we're like, we're very finicky. We're like, prove me wrong. You know? Yeah. Like, you know, prove, you cross your arms in the pit. You're like, this guy's, you know, whatever. But, you know, that that's how, that's how I am now when I go to a wrestling match. I'm like... You can you can do that and still suspend your disbeliefs. This is why I, this is the problem. This is the disconnect I have with the younger fans of our podcast and, and the genre. Like these fans, I don't think they because everything's at their disposal. Pre two thousand and five, we had to go dig. Yeah, like crates. They DJs call them digging the crates. We did DVDs and, and, and videotapes, right? Well, think about like you when you used to have to go, like, you see a yard sale, and you'd be like, yo, that guy, I don't know I don't know who this house is, but they could be a wrestling fan. I could find something fucking great in here. Magazines. <laughs> I can't tell you how many things I found. My, my Aunt Tracy's, man, my Uncle Mario, they're, they're wonderful people. They live up in New England, too. They live they're 20 minutes south of Boston, and they're very wealthy, and uh, they were wealthy for a while. But my aunt would go to yard sales, and I was I was so, like, um, as a kid, like, why are you going to yard sales? You're like rich, like you, yeah. you're super rich, you know. And she's like, well, because I can find things that I don't have and what I want, and you, you just find treasures. And I'm like, I go with her, and I would find like old AWA yep. magazines or uh, tapes or like just like, and there was bootleg stuff. I find figures, like whatever I found, you know. But yeah, man, it's like it, it's it's the, it's it's, it's it, an art form. It's, it's a, I I thought of a you know a great analogy for it. If you think of bands like the Rolling Stones, 
I, I can't, you know, Kiss to an extent, maybe. You know, but Kiss never really emphasized their new stuff. But, you know, these classic rock bands, you know, insert, you know, I, I'm a big 80s hair metal guy. So, like, you know, a band like Slaughter is always putting out albums. Uh, Tom Kiefer is always putting out albums. And they're doing it because that's that's their passion. Their, their passion is to write songs. But they're not looking to grab new fans. They're going out, and basically a new album, all it's doing is promoting the the tour. And to for fans like us to go see them and perhaps see, you know, obviously I want to see the old songs. Maybe I'll see something I like, and, and, and I'll be fine. Something like this. You know, and this is probably a long way to stretch. Look at that old school. Uh, That's awesome. Old school uh, logo. Yeah. Um, you know, but you know, you you see you see this old old classic wrestling, and you just go, man, this is when it was so good for X amount of reasons. Yeah. And it's like the new bands are good. You know, they they they're good, but they but they they're nothing like you know. Judas Priest and and fifty year anniversary, you know they're nothing like them. But you know you still go see those bands because you can still see a glimpse of fifty years Priest this year. (laughs) I know, right? Right. But then like King Crimson's touring, I was I was I was I was a child. I was born when King Crimson was big. Yeah. But they still tour, so it's like you know I I went I saw I told you a couple years ago I saw Sticks and Def Leppard. Yeah. I don't care if Sticks puts out a new record. I want to hear Time on My Hands. Yeah. I want to hear fucking I want to hear uh, ba- uh Babe and yeah. Mr. Roboto and da, 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 da. But that's like the thing with me is like well why you know why do you still you know how do you still watch it? It's like well simply because I'm I'm a fan and I want to see the magic that I like it's like why do you still listen to the band Kiss? Well, because they were fucking awesome. Yeah, big documentary coming up at the end of the month with Kiss on A and E. Yeah, I can't wait. Two two parter. And I'm excited. Uh, but you know, it and it's it's because you we're us as fans, we're holding on to Nostalgia. Nostalgia. And it's hard to it's hard we always had this conversation about eighties basketball and today's basketball where, you know, yeah. which you know, different and it's, team, it's, team hockey. it's two different things. It's yeah. two different animals. Two different animals, yeah. And it's and the same, same wrestling. Be, the same could be said about professional wrestling. So I mean, so and we're going on nine years of, of doing nostalgia, and, and I, I I don't mind holding on to that because you know what? It's like going to I'm going I'm going to go to a Broadway show. I'm going back to a Broadway show in like I think I think we're going in October or September, mm-hmm. and it's like okay, I'm, I've I've seen the show already, but now the different actors and actresses in this, yeah. and, right? So it's like okay. I want to see the show again, but it's, I, you know, nothing is, in pro wrestling, nothing is new. Nothing. No. Everything is re, 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 refurbished and everything is redone over by something else. Same thing with, same thing with Hollywood. They're, doing, they're bringing back all these movies now. Yeah. And same thing with, with, with Broadway. They, they're keeping these shows on for 20. I think Cats was on Broadway for like 30 fucking years. Yeah. And, but it wasn't the same people. But there's a reason why it was. Right. So, like, you can tell us Doc Hendricks. <laughs> oh, I love this. Watching in your house, by the way, uh, if you didn't know, if you didn't realize it. Uh, but it, it's just, you know. I watching in your house. Yeah. But we, nostalgia, and but, but anything Japan in the, in the 80s to, like, even the early 2000s, 
uh, is just who is Naomi Fox? I don't know, but is she is she all the way live, Jay? She's got a balcony you could do Shakespeare off of. Yeah, <laughs> I wish that was I miss uh, Choppy's Bell, man. <laughs> I don't know what whatever whatever song she's singing, I guarantee you, it's all terrible. the way live. Whatever song she's rapping, it's terrible. I don't care. We have it on mute, so we can fucking but, yeah. But you, you get the point. The point is, is that you know this when you find pieces of art in professional wrestling like tonight tonight's throwback it it reminds you of how great the genre is and what it can be and a lot of these guys are throwbacks like you look at guys like Chris Dickinson yep guys like Homicide uh you know guys like that Tony Depp and all the Ring of Honor guys guys like Daniel Daniel Bryan like Cesaro all these guys are like throwbacks you know it's like those guys respect the old school Samoa Joe respects the old school you know um, but you know, y- you get glimpses of it. You don't get it, you know. And you get guys like uh, you know, New Japan. Get the, you got the gorillas. You got you got the, the dangerous techers. You have all these teams. And look at look, Todd, Todd Pettengill. Look at this suit. That stupid chin hair. He good, looks great though. Good for him. He definitely he's got, dyed he's, his hair. He's definitely in his sixties. Um, he had the one of the longest uh, sh- radio shows ever, man. Yeah, PLJ. Him, you know, Scott Shannon's still working. Of course he is. He he. I I think he fucked over Todd Pentagon a heard, little bit. Yeah, I heard that because he was like, "Oh, I'm retiring. I've been in this. I've been in uh, for 50 years." And, and then, then he CBS, goes to one. Yeah, CBS him like a fucking. They throw him a bank load of money. But I think I think Pentagon's got his own podcast or his own show somewhere else. Hey, I'm sure he ain't hurting for money. But hey, no. listen. And then, like I said, this is a, this is a throwback to us. You know, this is stuff that you know. You think of like the first in your house. You know, from ninety, what was it, ninety five, ninety five, when they gave away the fucking house. Yeah. Right, and they called. They they called the uh, lady on the phone. They, <laughs> yeah. You know, so like this is, and it's the same thing. It's like it's, we're essentially, you know, it's the idea of when you first time you play sports. You know, and you 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 line up on a three point line, and and you shoot a shot, and you get it in. Every other time you shoot a basketball, you're chasing that same feeling. It's not it's not it's 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 the thrill of how it made us feel, and it's we're constantly always going back to it because no matter how bad Monday Night Raw will ever be, we're still gonna tune into the fucking pay per view. You know, like I said, something barring something catastrophic ha- happening. You want to know why? Because we're fans. That's it. Yeah. That's it. There's no other way to explain it. A true fan will never back away from it. You know, it's like I I had a conversation with my uh, father-in-law, my ex-father-in-law back in the day. He was like, you know, after 94, he stopped watching baseball. Yeah. Because of the strike. After the strike. Right? And I'm like, I can't let the politics get into it. I can't let things from the outside discourage me for stuff that I love. You know, wrestling is is not what I. It's not catered to me. It's catered to my son mm-hmm. and his de- generation. You know, and you and Choppy's generation are like the last generation of uh, of the you know the Attitude Era and uh, you know that ba- you know you're and then in the early two thousands you're like by the time you're early two thousands I was fucking I was thirty years old at this point already. You know, yeah. I was like you know I, I was still watching my videotapes. I, to this day, I I don't. You know, I, I haven't had regular cable in two years, three years, so I, I'll I spend hours in my room sleeping to background noise of just clips of or, or, or just wrestling or wrestling or, or YouTube videos, you know? Yeah. The the bottom line is is that it's an art form. 
And it's the same way you watch a movie, a concert, or a show. It's like it's the same thing. It's 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 these guys and girls who put on these amazing shows for us and entertain us. And it you, there's a love, and you always remember your first, whether it's pussy or sports, like Jay said, or your first concert or your first anything. Your first, you you'll you'll always remember your first everything, you know. So this is nothing but uh, nothing short of brilliant, though. Anything before we take a quick break? Uh, I was I seen that uh, Mark Henry uh, was quoted on saying that he uh, with a- AEW there's interest on both sides between AEW and Braun Strowman uh, going to AEW. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? I know, I know, we touched on it, but we can we can give it a little bit more in depth now that it's honestly. That it's I I won't even entertain it until until he's got his ninety days up. You know, I want to see like Labor Day weekend. He comes out and jumps Cody Rhodes. You know, yeah. <laughs> if that's if that if that's the case, if they're gonna bring him in, listen, and 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 this is just AEW being like, hey, listen, we have Turner money. In in essence, you know, I'm not mad at it. I like to see everybody have a job. Yeah, I'm about employment. I'm about employment. I I don't care. People need to feed their families. Need to keep have a living and whatever, whatever. You know, fans are like, oh, he shouldn't work. He shouldn't be. You know, that's like someone coming to your house telling you you can't go to work tomorrow. Yeah. You know, it's like who the fuck are you? You know. Um, I, I, I like I said I, to I me care. to me. Um, I I mean I guess it would be great to see. I, I don't want to see something long term. I I feel like what he said, you know, what was a little, it was a little, uh, you know, out of school. Like you shouldn't be talking about somebody's livelihood. I I don't know. I'm I'm old school. Uh, in yeah, that but sense. all all I know is that if you allow yourself to drink that Kool Aid, you know what I'm saying? You you're just as dumb as the the dirt the dirt sheet kid posting stuff on our pages about you know about the nonsense, you know. I feel like you, you know, my intelligence is insulted when I hear when I read about you know these clickbait sites, um, you know, like this guy's going here, this guy's going there. Listen, um, wrestling gets a little more exposure because of you know because of the streaming stuff and the internet and, and you know satellite radio that Mark Henry's a part of. Yeah, you know, so it's like I like that there's there's interest there and I like that the fans are still interactive, but it's like you know. I'm not really, uh, I'm not really sold until I see him till his thirty, till his ninety days is up. You know, that's when, I, that's when I know that you know guys are, you know, he could show up on Impact. You don't know, you know. Well, yeah. Or yeah. Japan, he can go anywhere. Like you know, but he's gonna work. You know, he's gonna work. He's, he's got the size. To me, I like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm still yearning to see something of that nature. I want to see somebody go around. Um, Go around from territory to territory, because what's old is new again. That's the only thing that's 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 the only thing that's going to kind of be different now. Well, like and we talked about with the last episode, um, let's see what Billy Corgan does now. Yeah. So, like, and like you said, you last I think you said it last week. Everybody can play in a, in a sandbox except for WWE. Yeah. So you'll have everybody. You'll have NWA and Ring of Honor and Impact and New Japan and you know. AW these if they're all going to play nice win a win a chicken dinner. Yeah. Well, and and that's the idea and, and that's what's kind of and we'll go into it with the throwback but like, you know, w- that's what's interesting about you know, this time is that 
there were there were no borders. Everybody was everybody more or less played everywhere. And and if you were if you were working in New York, like and you were like, hey, listen, such and such dates, you got to leave empty for me. I'm going back to Japan. It was more or less like it was okay. You know, so I like that. That stuff to me is interesting. How it, there's no reason why it can't be like that today. You know, this especially, which is another conversation. The whole independent, you know, contractor thing. You know, it should be like that. Today, yeah, in yeah. essence, and that's why I'm interested in seeing the Matt Cardona fucking Nick Gage right uh, thing. I, I I'm it's that this is something that's piqued my interest because of, you know. Matt Cardona, which I think everything is a work. You know, Matt Cardona apparently was was talking shit about, um, you know, deathmatch wrestling. But I think it. I think he's such a smart dude when it comes to the the business of professional wrestling that knowing that you can go, whereas guys like Brian Pillman started it, where you can blur that line. He's doing it in in, in a in a smart way, not being you know the loose cannon, but he's doing it where he's just going, oh these guys are talking shit about me. I'm fucking I'm supposed to be apple pie, you know. Well I ain't fucking a vanilla wrestler like and that type of thing. So to me, I, I I'm interested in seeing what's gonna happen. I think that's gonna happen in Jersey too, which game changer, you know, could be something to go to. I think it's yeah, gonna be fun. It, it may be it may be at the showboat. I think. We'll get a date on that. Maybe yeah. we'll uh, maybe we'll go. Um, I'll have to look at that. Yeah, we'll definitely if it's if it's a date that I can go, we'll definitely go. Um, I'll be in AC in August. Hey now, I'm going to see Michael Bublé apparently. Michael Bublé. Yeah, I that guy's pretty good actually. Yeah, he's a Canadian crooner. Um, yeah. anything else? No, nah, I think that's it, brother. All right, let's take a quick break. Let's plug up house, and uh, we'll be right back. And listen to the Turnbuckle Throwbacks, episode 410. It's Phil. It's Jay. It's the chat room, hopefully. <laughs> we'll live the tape. And uh, we'll be right back. Take us away. Take it, take it away, Alfred Hayes. Lord Alfred Hayes. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Everyone knows a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years. But when it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed. The Shining Wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news, interviews with the greatest guests, and of course, tons of laughs in discussing the world of wrestling. The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantDMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. Check us out. Head over to ShiningWizards.com, where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. Horns up, beautiful motherfuckers. Radioactive Metal is here on the Shining Wizards Network, and we want you to listen. Every week, we cover the world of heavy metal and speak to your favorite bands. We discuss new releases, concerts, controversies, and everything else that's related to heavy metal. And occasionally, we even talk about pro wrestling. Catch us live every Thursday night on purerockradio.net. Listen to past episodes at RadioactiveMetal.org or at ShiningWizardsNetwork.com. And remember, it's not metal unless it's radioactive metal. 
Are you tired of being told what to think and believe by Hollywood elites and politicians who just don't care about you? Tired of not getting the truth when you watch the news? Tired of trying to figure out what pronoun to use? Tired of mob mentality when all you want to do is think for yourself and make up your own mind? That's where we come in. This is Justin. And Vince. Your host of Inconclusive Breakdown. We are a weekly anti-PC podcast bringing you entertainment and current event news without any spin. If you want to truly stay informed on what's going on in the world, then give us a listen every Sunday, anywhere you get podcasts, at least till Zuckerberg and Twitter Jack deplatform us. And as always, we're proud members of the Shining Wizards Network. Tired of the PC police telling you what you can and cannot say? Want a show that travels back to the 80s and 90s where the badass hosts have beaten down cancel culture on three separate occasions and carried on to gloat about it? Since 2013, The Midnight Jury is that show. Travel back to the malls and arcades, pop in your VHS, and join us where the 80s and 90s return from the dead. Conan, tell them where to find us. WLWstudios.com, home of The Midnight Jury podcast. Podcast hosted by Midnight Mike and Calvin Brody. Also available on all major podcast platforms via the Shining Wizards Network. And join in the conversation on Twitter at Midnight Jury. This is Great Muta, and you are listening, listening, listening to the Tom Box Low Box with Phil Leia and that pain in the Ascopion Light in M Radio. that was released. If you ask Hogan, I bet you he played bass on this. Yeah, like he tried out for Metallica. Yeah. I'm telling you, man, recent weeks, we've been doing a lot of Hogan stuff and, and more so in Japan. It's it's hard to say. I talk a lot of shit about Hogan, but man, I am fucking impressed with him as of lately. This is the seven inch uh, that was recorded. Um, all right, we'll stop that. Listen, I, I don't have to like Hulk Hogan to acknowledge 
his accolades and stuff that he's done. I mean, if it wasn't for Hulk Hogan, you wouldn't have half the stuff you have on television. So yeah, without a doubt. So anyway, we're back. It's Phil. It's Jay. Episode four ten. Turnbuckle throwbacks. Uh, special Father's Day edition. Shout out to all the dads out there. Um, if you still have your dad, be be thankful. Yeah, happy Dad's Day. Yeah. Um, I miss mine immensely. Never watched wrestling with me, but he understood. You still watch that stuff? Yeah, Papa, I still watch it. <laughs> <laughs> He's fucking nuts. Um, but uh, yeah, man. So this is what it is. Are you ready for your throwback? I'm ready. And now, here is your throwback of the week, sponsored by the Shining Wizards Network and Rant EM Radio. I got a question for you. Was this from the Dome or was this from Currican Hall? Uh, it's from Currican Hall, I believe. All right. Currican Hall is... um. Is like the ECW arena of Japan. Yeah. So 38 years ago last week, two weeks ago, I should say, um, Hulk Hogan made history as the first IWGP champion in New Japan Pro Wrestling. But not only did, it, did he bring huge exposure to New Japan, but it also changed the direction of wrestling history, right? Um, as Jay looks up the location. This is June 2nd, right, Jay, 83? June 2nd it is. Okay. So Hogan was part of a 10-man tournament in 83 called the IWGP League. That tournament involved a it's it's the it's the prelude to the precursor to the to the G1, right? Yep. Okay. So it involved a multitude of top-level wrestlers from all over the world. Other participants included obviously Antonio Inoki, who we'll talk about tonight. Uh UWA World Champion uh Kinek, a Mexican wrestler. Yep. And of course, European Eastern European CWA Heavyweight Champion Otto Vance, um who was Big in Europe, and um, he had a promotion. Vader worked for him. A lot of guys worked for um, yeah. JBL uh, always a lot about of guys. It. Yeah, a lot of guys worked for it. And uh, Rob Van Dam worked over there, I believe. Um, but Inoki wanted the best wrestlers from far and wide to enter this tournament in hopes of making uh, this like the most prestigious, prestigious contest and prizes possible, right? And his plan was to bring in these high-profile stars to New Japan and. He, being New Japan's main star, would beat them all, but that's not that's not what happened this night. Um, Hogan was the heel and was in the finals against Inoki, and Hogan became the first ever IWGP champion. Not to be confused with the IWGP Heavyweight Championship, which is yes, which was not which didn't exist till eighty nine, which was my original. Correct, goal. correct. Hog- Nineteen eighty seven. Sorry, Hogan wins his first title in any promotion. This is right before. January of 84, this was the Rocky time, this is the AWA time where he was the top face in the company as Bronson Reed just pins uh, the Mexicans. Yeah, we had a feeling that they were going to hold on to the Yeah, belt. we call that. Um, So, Hogan was in the AWA at this point, right? And real, just real quick, he was going up against Bachwinkle, who was the champion. They never gave him the belt, my opinion, because Vern Gagne wanted a piece of his Japan money. And at that point, wrestlers were selling their own gimmicks, and Vern Gagne wanted a part of that. It didn't want him to do the Rocky movie. Well, actually, what was happening was, too, is you're right. They started selling merch, and Vern was getting too much of, and he was getting too much of the the money for that, where he should have been, you know, arguably maybe a little bit more 
given to his his uh, wrestlers. But that being said, he uh, yeah they did another squish thing with uh, Bronson Reed and uh, I always want to call him. King Quano. That's what I, that's what I always, well, always want to call him that. That's what I call him. Um, but, you know, with with that, it, it the times were changing here for, for Hogan. Hogan realized, I think he always puts over Vern, um, how much he did for him and where Hulkamania Hulk truly started. You know, it was in Minnesota, but Hogan is very, very smart. Especially to this business. Breaking news, uh, pop culture-wise. I'm sorry to break it in, but uh, Ned Beatty passed away. Ned Beatty, wow. He played in Deliverance. Yeah. He was, uh, he was Otis and Superman. Miss Luthor, Miss Luthor. Whoa. Uh, back to school, he was Rudy. He was in Rudy. Uh, and he was also John Goodman's dad on Roseanne. Yes, that's, who, that's, that's where I remember him from. I'm sorry, Jay, carry on. But, um, Rest in peace, Ned. But it shows you... Hogan, there's there's very few guys in this business, and you know, this is just my perspective on it, who know know their worth. I, I you know, and and I know a lot of them do. A lot of them do, and I, probably everybody knows what they can do. But Hogan, especially, would you know, knew what he was doing in the sense of. How he performed. He, if you watch his Japan stuff, and we've talked about it on the show, his Japan stuff is just head and shoulders far better than anything he's ever oh, done. Oh yeah, but you know, so Hogan goes back to the E. Vince signs him, and he goes back. Um, he goes, he goes back to Japan in December of '83. Yeah, right. And he's still IWGP champion. Yep. So he won, and then of course you don't know what happens a month later, January '84. Uh, Hogan wins. The Hulkamania is born, but he carried that belt until June of um, of 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 '84. So mm-hmm. you know it's it's so tonight we're going to talk about that match. Um, and Hogan never won a world title before that. So yeah, and it, and it's like you said, it's kind of you know he was he was a big deal in AWA, and he would never have won a title if he stayed. He probably wouldn't have. There's no there's no shot he would. Todd Pettengill popping VHS tapes. Especially in uh, you know, I mean, you know how many of those I've thrown out the 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 TVs with the VCR connected to it. Yeah, those things those things were hot back in the day, man. But they was they sucked because if they broke, you couldn't fix. You couldn't them. fix anything. Right, <laughs> they were so fuck is all one piece. They were, the, those things were screwed, and, and it's like that, and it's like the old school TVs with the wood frame. That if that TV blew out, you just put the new TV. Yo, right my friend's mom had the TV with the phonograph player in it. And yes. this, this thing was like seven thousand pounds, but anyway, um, yeah, Hogan would never won a title if he would have stayed in the AWA. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, the the AWA in and of itself just was still doing well here, but it was, you know, it wasn't the juggernaut that was going to be WWE. It was no Jim Crockett, but you know, it it had its strongholds, of course. But yeah, you're right. Vern was too stubborn in his. In his booking mindset, sometimes to, uh, you know, to see like, and but Hogan at least knew, you know, about making money going down to Japan, going out to Japan, I should say, where, uh, you know, he knew that he didn't have to be pigeonholed into one territory, and especially going to 
when he went to Vince Senior at that point, he he's already done a few things in the WWF. But uh, this uh, this proves that you know Hogan knew where to go, and even Inoki, for that matter, who Inoki is just can do no wrong in Japan, especially at this time. I mean, you got a Japanese crowd chanting your name; it's you just coming out. Hogan's claim to fame in the E before this was the undercard of the Shea Stadium, the, the Mega Show. Yeah, with the with Bruno, Bruno. and Zabisco. Yep. he was him and Andre got it on that night. So I mean, uh, so I mean, this was a, this was a deal. Um, so the first thing is that that we notice about about the match is that is that Hogan is not only is he a f- he's a heel, but he has the Ichiban logo yeah. on, like he's number one. That's his gimmick. I said, I said to Phil, I was like, it's like, yo, did he invent the Bullet Club before the Bullet Club? Knew he's it? got black and white tights on with 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 silver boots. Listen here, dude, looking like looking like all sorts of evil, and he looked. Good. Yeah, man. he looked, and I think he he looked to be about three hundred pounds because he just looked to be in such shape. He I looked, thought he was a little less than that. They're like two seventy, two sixty five. But I tell you, they build him as three. When he came to the E, they build him as three hundred and two pounds. Yeah, I don't know if he was three hundred. I don't know. He might have been. He I mean, might have been in the early days. Here, he looked trim. Well, no, they had him as they had him as three hundred pounds when he was when he won the title. Yeah. And from from back uh, from Iron Sheik. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, he he looked trim here, and he looked in 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 great shape. And I mean, let alone the 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 hairstyle too. I mean, he had the he had. I mean, he was going bald, but no. But he he looked good, man. He looked good. And the crowd and he played he played a really good heel. But you know, one thing that jumped out with the match too was uh, let alone Hogan. Working, he was he was selling like he was, and he was selling his ass off. Well, I mean, he's I mean, you have to understand something. Antonio Inoki is a legend, you know. And when he broke away from Baba and started New Japan and made himself and booked himself as the star, he basically he's he was the Hulk Hogan of that era. Yeah. Oh, big time. Right, and the crowd was like hot, hot for Inoki. Just but Hogan got the love. That was the thing too. Like in 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 Japan, the heels got love. The heels still get love. Yeah, you know, it's not like oh, they, listen, they know who the hero is, right? But if a good, but if but if a good heel, every every of course every hero needs a villain, no matter what story you're reading, whether it's a comic book, wrestling match, a movie, whatever. Every wrestling match needs a hero and a villain, right? But if you bring a good enough villain in, and now at this point, Hogan has a little bit of notoriety. They yeah. know who he is. Mm-hmm. That's why Inoki brought him in. So now it's like Inoki wants to showcase all these all these guys, and you know Hogan's not the first guy Jin to walk in there and make a, make a, make a big deal. You, do, you have to understand Brody Hanson, Abdullah, Abdul, the Funks. Yeah, you know. So the, the Japan's been 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 uh, Holly raised. Japan's been, I mean, going strong. But but, but oh no, it's no secret that Inoki loved the the big. The big guys, you the know, big fight co- the big callers, Killer Khan, right. Andre. He, he liked the he liked what Vince liked back in the day. He liked yep. the big man, you know. So who else is bigger? And Hogan just did Rocky. Yeah. So it's like, okay, he's a Holly. And you know, I don't know. I know distribution is different with with Hollywood with movies in, in overseas. 
don't know if Japan gets those movies first. They get them last. I don't know how it works over there, but they had to they had to have seen Rocky mm-hmm. or read that he was the he was, he was Thunder Lips, it, yeah. Which I actually have a figure of him. I, I have to show you. I have, to, I have it packed away in my in my closet. I have Thunder Lips. It comes with the derby and the in the big robe. Yeah, but you gotta understand something. It's 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 different vibe. This is 1983. Okay. Yeah. And this was before. New Japan was a thing. This was still New Japan was still you know in its infancy. Uh, New Japan at this point was only eleven years old. I think seventy two was their first year. Seventy two, yeah, right. So I mean, it's it's a deal, right? So I mean, let's get into the match a little bit. I mean, it's it, it's so, not it's not a, it's not a long match. No, it was se. about to, over twenty minutes. About twenty minutes, yeah. Which I mean, listen for Hulk Hogan standards, you know, and is. I mean, there was rest holds in this, and there was there was, but it was it was action, and it was uh, and it once again, that different style, it was um it was a competition. It was, and Kevin Kelly. So we watched the uh, the American yes comment uh, the American uh, commentary on it, and you know Kevin Kelly did a great job. Um, it 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 is it is funny to to think about. He was getting excited for certain uh, parts of the match, which was which was kind of good too, you know. And but um, you know, they were talking about how the 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 tournament was a month long. It started in early May. I think it started around right. May May first, May second. Yeah. And um, you know, it was in Corum. Uh, I I have it right here. Corican Hall. No, it was in uh, Kurame Cork. God, Kokugan or something like that. I don't know where I don't know where that is. Obviously, Japan, but uh, thirteen thousand people here. That's Corrigan Hall. Is that? It yeah. is, is that Corrigan? Yeah, Corrigan. Koku. It's K O U R. No, K O K I G H A N. Kokugan. Oh, so it wasn't a Corrigan Hall. Okay. No, nah, it wasn't Corrigan. I thought it was Corrigan Hall well, myself. You, you heard all thirteen thousand people. Yeah, and before, as soon as the bell rang, too. Oh yeah. So. And then, like I said, we had we had Bullet Club Hogan, Bullet Club Hogan, and I you mentioned it. I don't, I don't want to go blow by blow because it's it's not really. I mean, it's not. No, exactly. It's and ev- everybody has seen the match. It's not like it's just not like a secret. Um, but what Jay Jay actually brought Jay just uh, Jay brought out before I did the selling that Hogan did, um, and Inoki right away going for like the high caliber high pro uh, like he went for Nitsugiri real quick and Hogan backed away from him, you know. Um, test the strength. There was a, you know, he had obviously Inoki was out muscled, and he knew it. Yeah. Um, and Inoki's got a martial arts background, legitimately. So I feel like he uses those, like the the the, the judo flips and the hip tosses and stuff like that. He couldn't throw Hogan around like this, though. Well, and and that was that was the thing about it too was that he couldn't really um, throw him around. Although, you know, it, you know, it, and it's funny how. Everybody talks about it, you know, how wrestling, no selling, this and that. Like, like I'm not saying that there was a, a whole bunch of it here, but there was there was little little hints of it. But it's two major stars. That's that's the idea about it. Is that these guys were, um, especially Anoki. Like Anoki's not losing to anybody unless you know unless needed. Unless he unless he decides to. Yeah, that's and that's who that he. I mean, he's he's everything. He's the owner, the booker, the promoter. Yeah, and he, uh, but he was he was laying it into Hogan, and you you could see a few of them. You could see a few shots that landed, and and Hogan, 
sat there, took it, dished it out. Right. Great, great mat wrestling to start off. You know, it's it's something to be said about that that style of, you know, Noki's he's no slouch too. He's about six three, six four. Yeah. And you know he's got he's got Hogan down on the mat and Hogan's selling, and then Hogan's reversing and 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 it's great to see a little bit of chain wrestling. You see, yeah. Yeah, you know where there's there's the the Hogan that we know there's there's none of that, and you know. Midway through the match, it starts getting a little starts getting a little bit more physical. Where you know, Anoki goes for his patented slap, where he and he and he connected with Hogan right right to the yeah face. yeah yeah. It, and you know, Kevin Kelly called it a palm palm strike, but goddamn, that that was a he just fucking bitch slapped him. Hogan shot in, and and Anoki said, "Not today, bitch. Not just today. Got him. Not today, buddy. Oh, uh, it was good, but um." You know, and then and then it kept going, and the crowd just ate it, ate it up, and you know, Hogan did this great thing, especially as they as the bigger guy taking a powder a few times, going out to the ring, gathering his thoughts, taking a breath. Classic heel move. You know, and the crowd was reacting to that, and Hogan wasn't really healing too much to the crowd, but that that like you said, that move in and of itself is 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 a, is a heel heel tendency. So right, right. And I love seeing that. And as it got on, Hogan hit him with the axe bomber, came off the ring, came off the ropes, flew right at him, and and hit him hard. And the first, you know, and and Anoki kicks out at two, and Hogan sells it. Yeah. Like Hogan looked at the ref. You know, Kevin Kelly was mentioning that. You know. There was a little. He, the referee looked like he was kind of favoring Anoki, but it, it, it. If you think of it in that sense, he wasn't favoring him as much as he was trying to look out for the Japanese hero. Sure, you know, sure. and yeah, that plays into the story at the, at the end of the match, you know. Um, but uh, and then so he, after the axe bomb, he hits him. Hogan, <laughs> me and Phil both. Both popped when Hogan <laughs> left his feet for a drop for a drop kick. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yep. You know, and then he threw a suplex. Yeah, and well, before that, he threw an axe bomb. Yep, which was his finisher in Japan. Yes, but it didn't go for did, he didn't go for a pin at that point. Yeah, and he he hit him with the leg drop as well, and had no idea what the leg drop, you know, would, would turn out to be his. That was his, his finisher in the states, though. Yeah, yeah. And he he hit him hit him with that and same same thing didn't uh kicked out at two, and you could see Hogan almost at frustration almost at wit's end, you know looking going what 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 am I gonna have to do to beat him? And Onoki I think he I don't know if he shit can or Onoki goes to throw a drop kick, and Hogan kind of looked like it was supposed to hit because Hogan bumped. But yeah. Kevin Kelly did a great job of covering it going. Well, you know, he was just trying to trying to shield himself from the drop kick, but it looked like a misstep. Um, but after that, Anoki uh, got hit to the outside, and he works his way up to the Hogan hits him with an axe bomber to the back of the neck, and it and Anoki shoots him into the the post. Anoki's knocked a little loopy. He gets up to the to the apron and and. Uh, Hogan runs into the ropes and hits him with the axe bomber onto the floor. Yes, completely KOs 
Um, it took all the young boys in the front, and we, yes, me, me and Phil are trying to figure out the only one that we could kind of notice was was possibly Fu- Fujinami. That's the only no, thing. Not I, Fujinami. Oh, uh, ten, um, Tenru. Sorry. Tenru. Yeah, yeah. Tenru and um, Tenru's got that fro. You yeah, know? yeah. And uh, but it took all the young boys to pick up Onoki's uh, life lifeless body to get him in the ring, not moving. Yeah, the crowd is now not cheering. Yes, the crowd is now thirteen thousand people like. Silent at this point. You hear some commotion, like Jay said. The young boys come bring him. They, they they get him back into the ring, right? And uh, he's not moving. He's not moving at all. He's selling it. And this is like a this is a, this was a cool, especially for '83, that this is happening. That you know, it's a work. You know, essentially a work shoot, uh, stretcher job. You know where. Yeah, you, now these never happened in this in this time frame, where guys are playing that hurt and and it was hook line and sinker. The crowd ate into it. The crowd was silent. Crowd was silent, and they're trying to package him now. No one, there's no medical equipment. They 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 bring out some kind of scoop stretcher yeah. from like 1972. Well, that that well before that they had smelling salts, and then they had the doctor hook up the. I don't know what the thing for the blood pressure is called. Blood the pressure cuff. cuff. Yeah, it's a cuff. And uh, and then they had him break out a syringe. I don't know if Enoki's if, uh, he's like getting hit with up some steroids or some adrenaline or something. Him adrenaline or something. Yeah. But uh, he's giving him a syringe in in the middle of the ring. It That's was actually awesome. it was actually pretty awesome. And, right. But and then at this point, the referee called called for the for the the bell, and Hogan's walking around going, "Hey man, listen, raise my hand and." You know, it was a it was a little commotion which added to the confusion of it. Right, and then you and this is where your this is what the genius is about it, and this is what you you spoke about before about the story being told. Here's the story being told: they bring in the heel, and the heel has a mutual respect for their face. Yes, right. And it's like, okay, I know who you are. You know who I am. We're gonna get it on for for the champ for this championship, this inaugural championship, right? As Mercedes Martinez gets mugged by a Chinaman, yeah. Um, but now it's like you have this, 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 con- this look of concern on Hogan's face. Like, what did I just do? Yeah. Did I just, did I just break Japan? Mm-hmm. Because if you again, Anoki is like what Hulk Hogan w- will be in a couple of months. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Right. He's it's Anoki mania. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> in in essence, right. And this is Ichiban, Heel Hogan. I'm the best. I made. I just recorded some shitty records. Yeah. Right. But it's like it, this is Hogan being like, "Oh my god, I think I just killed Antonio Inoki." Yeah. And it, and, and you know how this goes in Japan when you win a big tournament, you get the, you get the trophies and you get the, the the streamers and you get the the titles and you get sometimes sometimes they give you a certificate like a, a, a you know a, a citation almost. Yeah. Right. And it's like they have and now all the officials of New Japan are in the ring. And the one official's telling Hogan what's going on. He's like, and he's like, okay. And now he's bowing every time somebody walks over to him. He's bowing. Yeah. You notice that he bows to everybody who who talks to him or hands him something. So there's this there's this this over over overselling of of respect for the for the face wrestler who's it's, not. It's it's almost it's almost like it, like it was a face turn for, like he's, for Hogan. Like, like Hogan's remorseful, even though he's got to go back and defend that title again, and uh, uh, you know months down the line. But it's like you have a sense of wow, and the fans are like, "Wow, this, yeah, this, this guy Jin, piece of shit, just walked in here and killed our hero." Yep. 
and that's what's and now they have to wait, like you know, on on they have to wait to see what's going on. There's no internet now. But they but they almost in in a sense at the end they almost especially when when the belt came in and, and the trophy came in like they they the the crowd got behind because they seen Hogan's concern for Anoki. So they're saying that he's not a he's not a c- complete piece of shit heel, you know, American. He uh he cares about our culture. He cares about our hero. And like you said, in the spirit of competition, this is just what happened, you know, like this this kind of thing happens. Um Inoki did a great selling job. At one point his his tongue is hanging out in the sense of he was face down and his tongue was hanging out, and it's like he he has no control of his 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 organs, like it's it's or you know his body parts or whatever the case. Like, I really caught that part of storytelling, and I really enjoyed it. Like that that's something that's you know it's small the the minute details <coughs> of of that is 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 great to see and. You know, you could see Hogan, like you said, bowing down when, he, especially when he gets he gets the 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 belt and the the trophy. You know, he holds it up, and and the the, the flash bulbs are going off, and you know, it was really it was really really good to see, you know, that that kind of story be told, and and fascinating too, because like you said, this is all before any sort of Hulkamania happens. You know, this we had a right we, had, we had a small small glimpse in AWA, but nah. Hogan doesn't win the belt until what December of eighty four January twenty third nineteen eighty four yeah, and he's and he's as soon as he wins the belt in eighty four January eighty four he goes right back to Japan in June for for no I think in February well no he but he def- he doesn't lose till June oh yeah yeah. But he um, goes right back in February, correct? Yeah, he goes right, right over there. He starts entering, you know, tag matches. I think it's the World Tag League, and yep. he's going as the WWF champion. And it shows you with Hogan how his his appeal, especially stateside. You know, you know he, he becomes this big star, but this starts that whole transition of. American style and 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 Japanese style, especially for Hogan, because now Hogan knows what makes money here, and he definitely knows what makes money in Japan because he he he's over there for for weeks weeks at a time. Yeah, and so I I I love this match. I I I'm really gonna try to push push forward to 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 watch more of Hogan. You know, watch more, but more New Japan stuff and yeah. Especially the older stuff where, you know, you're not you you watch today's product and we and we touched on it a little bit. You watch today's product and you you letting yesteryear, you know, sour what's happening now as we're watching a promo for LA Knight against Cameron Grimes, a match that I'm looking forward to. Yeah. Um, you know, but you watch you watch the product now. And constantly thinking about what happened in yesteryear, like yeah, that's fine and dandy. But when stuff is new, and like you said, that whole injury angle with with Anoki and 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 stuff, like I mean, granted, now it, it these days it's it's somebody gets hurt and the stretcher comes out, the first thing you think of is like, oh, this is part of the show. Nobody was doing that then. No, and it's mainstream now. Yes, 
Like they'll they'll it's it'll make the media. It'll make like you know it'll make the magazines and the newspapers yep. and you know oh my god, Anoki's injured. You know is it, what's going to happen? Can he wrestle again? Can he, yeah. And he comes back as the hero when he saves the day. But that's that's why you watch this stuff, man. That's what makes me so love this the the old stuff and and as they show in DiBiase. The history of the Million Dollar Championship. Yes. Another great character. You can build characters and you can do it right. And I know it's, like I said, we talked about this in the first hour of the show. It's not built for us anymore. But yeah. this stuff is art. Mm-hmm. And the stuff that that, that we'll, what we watch tonight, that we'll talk about tonight, is is what makes us fans. Yeah, if, if, if you know, the match, the match was about 20, 21 minutes and... There really was no, there was no slow spots. There was nothing but, I mean, we were, we were kind of, <laughs> we were both doing our Hogan impression, and I kept calling him how he invented the Bullet Club. You know, that's funny. I'm just, I'm just gonna try to get that over now. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> but uh, I, I have a, a, an unbelievable newfound respect for Hogan in the sense of. Watching that match with Muda in 93 and, and, and this match in 83, you know, this guy really, he really was a, a, a I don't want to say just a, a, a businessman and, and a professional, but a f- but you could tell a fan, too, and you could see his respect. Like, he, you know, th- this type of thing. And, you know, he, he, he got trained in 77, and this is now 83, six years later. Like, this guy's... Not even cr- scratched his 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 uh, potential, you know. And it wasn't until a year or so later where it really came to fruition. Hundred percent. So so there you go. There you have it. This is the um, the precursor to Hulkamania, and this is the the Hulk Hogan that that uh that basically earned his he earned his he earned his his right to be Hulkamania. You know he, you know he had the look. He can talk. And he had the charisma, you know. Right, and he didn't, and he, and he didn't have to do all the stuff he did in Japan. It's a different thing, and that's not what Vince wanted. Vince didn't want him to wrestle. Vince yeah. wanted him to entertain. Yep. And that's basically what he did. And he made a life of he made a life for it. He made himself a career out of it. So, kudos, kudos to Hulk Hogan, and yeah. kudos to Anoki and All Japan, New Japan, all those. And uh, you know, reading before the show, Anoki's uh. Not in the best of health right now. I think he just, they admitted him back in the hospital. For, yeah, uh, yeah. I forget what it's called, but it's like when your intestines go upside down or something. I like think that. it's di- diverticulitis? No. It's not, th- it's uh, not that. Something, something along those lines. Well, but keep keep the keep the, the legend in your prayers. Yep. And these guys are not getting any any younger. Hogan's already, what, seven, almost, S- almost 70. Yeah, if not over, yeah. Yeah, he's a little older than my mom, I think. So, but yeah, just keep these guys. I mean, these are these guys are are treasures in our in our in our in our little world, you know. So, are we done? Are we good? I mean, yeah, I'm gonna say we are. All right, cool. Listen, guys, I want you to have a great. Uh, if you're a dad, enjoy your dad's day. Yes, absolutely. Um, um, dad, Jay, stepdads. Yeah. Uh, if you're a father figure of any of yeah. any sort to anybody, yeah, you deserve this day. If you have, yeah, so. and if you haven't spoke to your dad in a while, give him a call. You know, trust me, I, I'm. It's, it'll be 20 years I lost my father, and I, and I wish I could get one more time with him. You know. Yep. So uh, you guys will have a great rest of your rest of your week, and uh, you know the social media handles. You know all the uh, the pro wrestling tees gimmicks, um, and we'll be back live again next week, same bad time, same bad channel, and uh, remember, man, just uh, be a good fan. Yeah, be a good fan. Don't be a jerk off. Just be a fan. Yeah, just be a fan. 
And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Don't forget to watch all the other, watch a lot of wrestling. <laughs> That's pretty much it, man. Say goodnight, Gracie. Goodnight, Gracie. <laughs>